Hello, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to this week's podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Um, we are going to <laughs> hopefully sparkle and shine uh, from the inside out by the time this call is ending. And um, it's a blessing to be able to share with you. So let's just take a couple minutes or moments, probably less than a couple minutes, and let's just slow down our breathing and just get centered. Just allow your awareness to go from your brain and all the busyness that's in our minds into a sense of, um, if not total stillness, at least a little more chill than where you're probably at right now. So let's just take some focused breaths. And on this next breath, I encourage you to place your hand right on your belly and feel your, your belly expand with this next breath. Breathe into your gut. Great job. Okay, while you stay breathing right there, what if you are eternally an amazing supernatural force of goodness and love and ingenious creation and that you are currently also alongside that having a human experience? And what if that eternal supernatural you can be more and more a part of your human experience? What if it wants to be? What if that part of you actually has intentions and desires and would would love to be um, a more everyday part of your life? What if you don't need to be perfect in order to be that? What if you don't need to clear anything out of the way? What if nothing could get in its way? That would be easy, (laughs) right? What if this is true? Yeah. Okay. Very good. (laughs) Okay. One more deep breath there. (sighs) Okay. I'm deciding here which part of (laughs) of today's call I want to do first. Um, uh, Let's do the, 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 um, what do you, I don't know what we're going to call it, but anyway, let's do this, this important thing first. It happens to be um, September 11th um, when I'm recording this and a lot of us have um, there's a lot of talk on 9-11 about um, the September 11th event that happened in 2001. I was pregnant with my oldest daughter at that time. We all have our own kind of versions and memories of, of what happened on that day. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so what I'd like to do, and we did something like this when I was at um, Omaha Beach in the Normandy area this summer when I was traveling with my family the minute I hit that beach. And um, I was with the tour guide and my daughters. My husband was doing the all-day version of the D-Day event, which would have was uh, two hours was more than enough for me and the girls. But anyway, on the beach, I felt led to um, offer an experience to any energies that are not yet resolved, alive, by the way, or or no longer with us. Okay, so let's. Let's do something here. This feels uh, special. So just hang with me. If you want to be a part of this, you are welcome to. Okay. My, it's funny. I have this ache in my head <laughs> right here as we're doing this. Part of me, I think, doesn't want to do this for some reason. So <sighs> anyway, okay. So regardless of what you believe happened that day, regardless of this, we're not going to talk today. We've talked, I've talked before about um, theories and ideas and concepts of what happened that day. That's not what this is about. 
for any soul that had a human body that expired, that died, that was killed, murdered, however you want to look at it, on the day of 9-11 related to those events. I'm just reaching out a hand to you. I'm saying I'm sorry it happened. Sorry doesn't mean uh, responsibility. Sorry means condolences, means compassion. It means I reg- I'm sorry that that, had to ha- that that happened to you and you didn't deserve that. I'm also reaching out to those souls of the loved ones and the, um, the first responders, the second responders, the, everybody that was involved in assisting on that day and continues to assist and uh, try to make sense of what happened there. For all of these beings, I'm just reaching out a hand to you as a sister in this reality that loves you, that cares about you. You don't have to make sense of this anymore. The doors are wide open for your moving forward in your eternal energy. You don't have to figure this out before you move on for those that have that passed in 9-11. You can just go straight to source energy, straight to the light. You don't have to figure this out. You don't have to have all the answers. I want to say just trust me on this, but that's probably not fair. I just trust in whatever higher power you believe in that loves you and that loves every everything, everyone else. I would call it God. Okay. And you may just sense a um, a pulling sensation, almost like from your navel into what at first appears like a fog or a mist. And then ideally feels like, um, it's like the warmth of the sun, but it's a, it's a cooler yellow. Um, it might even be a pure light, pure white light. Mm, the purest white you've ever seen, Jesus just said. It's <laughs> good. Go, for, go to that. Okay. And you're not, you're not leaving yourself. You're bringing yourself with you. And what you're really going to is your true self, your true eternal state of what I call soulfulness. Some would call it home. I like the idea that home isn't a place. It's not a geography. It's an energy field that is beyond the time-space continuum. Nice job. Okay. So that's it. (laughs) One of them just said, yeah, that's it. It's that simple. (laughs) Wish we would have had that instruction while we were human, right? I'm, I'm working on that. Okay, very good. Nice job, and I just want to say I love you to all of you that that died, and what a horrible day. What a horrible day. I just want to say I'm sorry again. I'm sorry that you got pulled out when, (sighs) I'm guessing you weren't ready, didn't want that to happen. Who would? I roll, right? It's over. Somebody, one of you just said, yeah, it's over. Mm. I just felt a thank you from one of them. And now for their loved ones. 
and again, all the first responders, etc., that are still here, still possibly confused, maybe some post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety attacks, and even those that, that weren't personally involved in it, that are just shaken up by the whole thing, that that could happen, and what the, what the fudge was that? Um, how can a, you know, how can a building disappear like that? Hmm, does a plane really cause that damage? It just makes me mad just thinking about it again. <sighs> okay, so again, I don't want to spend the time today talking about what happened. I have my own ideas about that, and I've shared them before. Um, you can probably search my website or just do Jill Renee Feeler um, 9-11, and you'll probably get that one or this one. Um, I do um, have a, an inkling that Judy Woods, Dr. Judy Woods, um, Where Did the Towers Go? You can look up those videos on YouTube. Uh, she has very plausible theories and better theories than I've heard before and my team keeps nudging me towards her work in that area and I um, that tends to happen for good reasons okay so for all of us 9-11 proved to us that something something absolutely tragic and orchestrated can happen right in front of our faces that it's not an illusion that it's real and that that's just saying this low flying plane is going overhead let's let me let it pass so i can get get here it proved to us that there are technologies on the planet that we didn't know were here so any of the thermite and those sorts of uh, ex uh theories don't they don't add up to me they don't explain what happened so a good theory explains what happened and it also should make us aware about what's possible here that obviously isn't utilized that often um, <sighs> okay here comes that plane again that's so weird weird <sighs> okay mm. We're asking you to trust yourself and your light more than you trust any sort of organization or group or elected officials to keep you safe. Um, that's not a great way to go through your humanness and that's partly, mostly what's going on within, God, that plane, that is so weird. I've never heard a plane like that, like over my airspace, I wanna say. Very odd, okay, I'm continuing. Anxiety comes from, in many ways, not trusting not only yourself, but not trusting anything in this reality. So specific anxieties uh, can look like they're related to flying or you know, going out in public if you're an agoraphobic or a spider if you're an arachnophobe, you know, whatever, the list, goes, the list goes on and on, the things that we, for whatever weird reasons, are afraid of, or good reasons. The best place to put your trust is in you could call it God, you could call it your soulfulness, you could call it your eternal light. Um, oh my God, here comes that plane again. That is just annoying and ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Um, our ability to trust your eternal nature, that nothing that happens to you here in this reality takes you out for good. Um, there are definitely, I mean, mortality rates 100%, right, for humanity. Um, no matter what your human mortality may tell you, 
your soulfulness is real and eternal literally it's it's forever there's never your soul doesn't get born it was always there I'm so going to be so curious in the recording if you can hear that background noise. <laughs> I'm giggling, but just like, what the fudge? Okay. <laughs> um, asking for support here. <laughs> Have it be nice and silent in here in my space. All right. So that trusting that is a wonderful home base for you no matter what is going on in your life. Because even as we just, as we just assisted with those that um, died in 9-11, everyone has the opportunity to go straight back to source energy once we die. No one has to come back here. At its original inception of an incarnation, no one had to be here, okay? No one had to be here. At some level of the process, every single soul incarnates with the conscious decision to be here, to have a human, it creates its human, to have a wide variety of experiences here, most of which is unplanned. You can't plan it when you're on Earth. There's only so much that you can um, design into, into the model, and I talk about that in several classes, and um, my latest book, Being Your Light. So this option that we have for trusting our eternal nature and I want to say acknowledging the fact that, that we all will die at some point in some shape or form, probably a, a, a manner in which we would not script and would not choose as our human, okay? So that, at a very fundamental level, gives some level of, well, there's only so much you can do about this anyway, right? That doesn't mean giving up. To me, it means giving in to the eternal energy field that is you that does love you, even if it doesn't look that way based on your human experiences. Your higher self doesn't need to save you from your humanness. Your humanness can step up into another gear of acknowledging the eternal energy that you are, appreciating perhaps more and more the human experience that, that you can have, especially if you don't like the one that you're having right now, and taking more personal responsibility and authority for the life that you're living. That anxiety, if you have any, it needs a hug. It needs a hug from you. So a sort of helpless, sort of childlike feeling of, oh my God, this is terrible, is a version of you that, that doesn't have another version of you to comfort itself. So you don't have to look for that. It's there. You just haven't experienced it yet. Or if you don't think it's there, then create it, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that in a rough tone. Um, but you do have the ability to create additional versions of yourself that can self-soothe any sorts of anxieties, that can inspire yourself, that can calm yourself when needed, and that can guide yourself in the afterlife and even guide yourself within this life while you're alive. Even better. Okay. Very good. Okay, so is that transition fully complete? I'm getting a lot of head nods from the team. Yes, that's good. And I'm getting a lot of thank yous to all of us for assisting in that process. <sighs> okay, <sighs> very good. Okay, so part two of what we're going to be doing today is um, we want to talk about, and for those of you in the video, I did not make time today to actually do my hair. So it's clean and still wet from the shower and not looking like I want it to, but getting a bit of au naturel <laughs> Julie here today. 
Okay, that's all right. There's more important things going on. So anyway, than my hair. <laughs> okay. So what we want to talk about is, is along the lines of your soulfulness and how your soulfulness can be a more present um, energy field within your humanness. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let me get a drink of water though here. Okay, very good. Okay. <sighs> hmm. So <laughs> Jesus is like, where do we want to start? Uh, that's uh, where do we want to start? Okay. So we already teed up some important concepts that you are eternally light. And alongside that, you are having a temporary human experience designed by you as your higher self, not fully designed, but set in motion by you as your higher self. And there are many, I want to say tricks, um, methods, processes to allow more of that soulfulness within you. <sighs> okay. Okay. Hmm. So I'm just going to go deeper here within myself for this part. Sorry, my microphone is probably in the wrong way. That's a little better. <sighs> okay. From my own experience and what I've observed with others, there is a huge benefit to your humanness, your human beliefs, your human understanding to be in close alignment, as close alignment as possible with your soulfulness, your higher self, about who and what you are and, and what this is, this, your human experience, okay? That's why we spend so much time talking about misunderstandings, myths, truth, mistruths, false beliefs, um, lies, whatever, however you want to look at that. It's because when a human is walking around in their, in their life with a concept that's out of alignment with how your higher self looks at things, it causes it's like a kink in the pipe. It's like a um, like when a hose, like a garden hose, gets that um, bend in it and the water can't flow. It's kind of like that. So truths that are out of alignment with what your higher self knows get that hose kinked, and it causes the human to feel uh, disenfranchised, blocked, stuck, um, helpless, hopeless, anxious, all of those things, because it's like the water isn't flowing, okay? So the biggest areas of alignment that are readily available, and we've already covered some of them, so let's just lay it out really cleanly. The number, are we actually going to number these? <laughs> yes, Metatron just said, yes, we are going to number these. The number one most powerful concept is that you are, by your nature, your eternal nature, heavenly, angelic, good, creator, the force of the God. Does that mean you're the God of everyone? No, there is only one supreme being, and you are a direct connection of that. You're also your own expression of that, and that's why we use the concept of soulfulness. 
because there is one supreme being we call God, and you are a soulful expression, experience of that God. And your humanness is an expression of that soulfulness, all emanating from God. This is true of all life. All life. All physical life, all non-physical life. Not just everything in this reality or this or uh, this time-space continuum, but everything, everywhere, and where there is no there, beyond the time-space continuum, in its true omnipresent state. When you decide as your humanness, because it is a decision, it is a choice, when you decide that that is your core identity, the root identity, you're beginning to unkink that hose in a very meaningful manner. We could take endless amounts of time explaining all of the but what abouts. We'd rather not make time for that. We'd rather offer you what is true and then you can spend time with yourself about the whatabouts, right? Whatever runs into the truth that we just offered you, that fundamental, and is at odds with it, is either a lie, a misrepresentation, or an element of confusion that is one of many while we are having our human experience. Okay. It's already feeling wonderful, by the way. Thank you, team. Okay. Number two, your human experience was a choice of your soulfulness. You are designed by the loving hands of a divine creator, which is your soulfulness. And there we are again, but what about, don't worry, hang on. Let's just stay right here for a minute. Tell your brain to shush, okay? And you may want to say these words to yourself to further sort of implement (laughs) this truth within your beingness. I am the creation of a loving creator that knows what it's doing. (laughs) Okay, good job. All right. I am here by the choice of my higher self, even if sometimes as my humanness I question that choice. Okay. Number three. Your human is your responsibility. No other human is your responsibility. The human race is not your responsibility. This can be a tough one. Mm. But what about? There's going to be a lot right there. Jesus didn't believe he was responsible for the human race. 
he felt responsible for his one. This option that more and more of us have for feeling more of that personal responsibility and authority over our unique one is a huge upgrade from everything we've been doing. There's a whole group that would love to pretend somebody else is responsible for you. There's a whole other group, and I'm talking about adults, obviously, I'm not talking about children, right? There's a whole other group that is pretending that they're responsible for everyone here. Trying to ascend the planet, trying to help the planet ascend, trying to help the the rest of the humans move forward. That's not the way it works. I kind of wish it was. (laughs) I do. Uh, It seems like things would be moving a lot faster. Things could move a lot faster if that were true, but have you noticed that they're not always moving as fast as we think they could or should? It's because of this reason. Number four, you have far more free will than you realize. To be a powerful creator, to be a forgiving human, to be compassionate and loving human, no matter what someone else is or isn't being in their lives. Free will is the necessary ingredient for you to pull away from the versions of humanity that you wish you were not associated with. Some of you literally do not like being human. You don't like being, calling yourself a member of the human race because you are so disgusted, dismayed, or terrified by what, of, by what you see in the human race. That's completely understandable. That's one of the many benefits of looking at yourself as, a, as your own one in a sea of ones, okay? The unique variety available to the human race is evidence of the free will that's available to all of us as our soulfulness and the unique creation of who and what you are as a human is your responsibility and if you don't like what you've been giving or what you've been getting and what you've been uh, I want to say pulling out of yourself then be more consciously aware of who and what you are say sorry when you need to Uh, take credit where you can for the improvements and the progression your own progression of what you've done in your life you have accomplished so much. You are, some of you are barely a resemblance of your, of your upbringing or your parents. And for some of you, that's, that's a plus, right? Like maybe some of you didn't have the best parents or didn't have the best upbringing. And you're amazing in spite of all that, right? There's some free will right there. Okay, so the more that you can detach in a way and not feel like a product of your family, you're not a product of your experiences, you are your own product. And it can be, um, doesn't have to be as directly tied to your genetic, your genetics, um, your experiences, what you had or didn't have, what you have or don't have now. That flow of that, that sovereignty, that free will, that, that eternal energy, that, that source energy, that, that God essence, that is fully available to you in your life is exactly what's missing from the supernatural you that is available to every single one of you. 
Number five, things will get in your way. They just will. No matter how beautifully that hose is flowing, (laughs) no matter how beautifully you feel the light within you, no matter how empowered you feel to create amazing things in your life, physical things, experiences, etc., there will always, always, always be distractions and uh, blockages and whatever else that feels like it's getting in the way of you being your light or fully transmitting the light that you are. And you get to decide what you do with that. And there's number four again, the free will, right? So you get to decide. (sighs) And that is a full-time job. All of this is a full-time job. You put alongside that the minutiae detail of being human, taking care of your body, staying clean and shiny, being well-fed. If you're responsible for others, family members, household, a day job, all those things, a spiritual job, whatever, your dreams, responsibility for your dreams, um, that's more than a full-time job. No wonder (laughs) you get tired and can feel overwhelmed, right? And that's another reason why having this alignment that we're doing with these, these top five things is so important because they help you stay as in that energy field of divinity as much as possible in a reality that is not tuned for it. It's not ready for you. <laughs> it will never be ready for you. In other words, don't wait for it to be ready for you. You'll be ready for you. You were born ready for you. And you get to decide what that means. So notice we're not telling you what to do. That free will component allows for sometimes a very surprising expression in how somebody else is choosing to be their light. And you may not like it, or you may love it. And again, there's, there's you and your free will. Now, is this number six? <laughs> it could be. Um, Number six is try not to get hung up. <laughs> there's, just, there's just a lot of things that can, that can um, invite you into a wheel-spinning experience of, of confusion and distraction that, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't even matter. So you don't need to sort any of those things out. You don't need to fix it. You don't need to solve it. And some of you have really, really like advanced <laughs> skills in uh, spinning your own wheels. And watch out for those. (sighs) Feel your own sense of authority in getting yourself unspun and out of that mental loop of distraction. And tell yourself, again, create a version of yourself that can say to you, I think we're spinning our wheels. I'm pretty sure this doesn't matter. And enough. Like, we're not going to think about that anymore. Let's do something else. Right? I like to use logic as Jill and and be really like, I don't think this matters to us. And even if we did figure this out, that doesn't mean so-and-so is going to change. We can't fix this for them. Um, So let's just work around it. Let's just move around it and just let it go. Just let it go. (laughs) Jesus is like, just let it go. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. So number seven is... This one I talk about a lot. So I'm I'm glad that this is number seven. Everyone is doing the best they can with what they know. Absolutely everyone. Does that mean you do it differently? A lot of times, yeah, it probably does. So what? (laughs) 
doesn't change anything, right? This system of these seven key truths can keep you going in often a very harsh, extremely confusing and utterly weird, but always beautiful reality like Earth. You have so much available to you. What you have access to as your one is beautiful and amazing and special and, if you will, supernatural. It is natural and it is super. So supernatural is a perfect term for that. And you get to decide what you do with it. So number eight, please don't hand over your authority to someone else. Please don't ask someone to tell you who you are. Please don't ask someone to fix your life. You may not even want to ask somebody what to do next. Or when you do, please know that what you decide is your responsibility. Some of you wish that someone else was responsible for your you. And we're sorry, but not sorry. That's not the way it works. I sense you knew that, though. So where do you go from here? I don't know, but I can't wait to see. I really can't wait. The level of amazingness that you could be bringing and possibly are already bringing. You may already be very proud of yourself and and what you've accomplished and have other even bigger dreams about what you can be and what you what you what you are seeding and planning. We all benefit from everyone accessing their supernatural layers. No matter what's going on around you, no matter what your past is, no matter what your present is, no matter what you think is in your way, what if nothing is really in your way? Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay, that actually feels really, really good. Okay, so what else do we want to talk about here? I think for the message part, that feels really good. Um, For those of you that are live on the call, if you want to add something in the chat, uh, feel free to pose a question or if you have a comment, I'm happy to, uh, to possibly touch on it here. Um, In the meantime, I do have an exciting announcement today. Um, On September 9th, 2018, I love that date, um, I officially published, and today it's now available on Amazon, my third book, and it's called Being Your Light, and uh, (laughs) I love that it's available. I didn't know if I was going to do another book. I'm not a huge... uh, The book writing process and publishing and writing and all this stuff has just gotten really ridiculous. And I, it just breaks my heart when I interact with so many amazing beings that have poured their heart and soul, and they have bloody knuckles to prove it, into their book writing process. Some have spent a lot of money on book projects, and it sometimes, and I would say more often than not, doesn't have the effect we thought it would. Um, so I was a little bit just sort of bummed out by the book process and publishing and all that stuff. So as usual, I did it my way. I self-published again. 
Um, I didn't even get blurbs from other people. Will you please review this so I can put it on the book jacket? I just like to keep things simple. I'm not convinced that some of those traditional, um, conventional approach to, approaches to doing a book work. So I did it my way and we'll see how it goes. But I love what's in there for you. And for those that are regular book readers, I feel like you'll love it. And for those that are not regular book readers, um, you may want to consider this one. It's having something tangible and physical um, alongside you to, you know, support this sort of this, what we did today, sort of experience of being your humanness can be very helpful. <laughs> it can just be very, very supportive. And I love to be a part of that. So it's funny that I don't even have the physical book like to show you right now, because literally it just came on at least the uh, USA version of, or the North American. Anyway, the version of Amazon that I have access to is a U.S. citizen. Um, and then there's U.S. or the Amazon Europe. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's released on there yet. And I don't know how this all works for the, for the rest of the planet and how the rest of you get access to it. The Kindle version is coming. Um, I realized there was another step from another uh, service that I needed to make the Kindle version in the level of quality that I wanted it to be. So hopefully just a few days away that that'll be on um, Amazon as well. Okay. So is it going to be in bookstores? I, I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a whole other, another level of, of pushing and promotion and uh, notoriety and audience size that, that I don't have. Um, and I'm partly not interested in, in like, like it feels like pushing a rope in my mind to, to get that to happen. So Amazon to me is just fine. Uh, my ego doesn't need it to be in a bookstore. And would it be cool if it were in a bookstore? Of course it would. I would readily receive and accept that. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to make that happen. So who knows where it will go. Anyway, Be Your Light, uh, my third book. And the first two books should also be available on Amazon. The first one was Openly Divine. That was from probably 2012, maybe. Um, and then the second book I did was uh, Stepping Into Your Light or Stepping Into the Platinum Age, A Firm Foundation for Your Light. I love that book. That was the second one that should also be on Amazon. Or if you just Google it, you probably will come up with it. Okay. All right. <laughs> there will there be others? I don't know. I, I don't know. This one was this one was pretty painless the way I did at this time. Yeah. Anyway. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, ABS iPhone <laughs> says, congratulations on your book release. Oh, Amy, congratulations on your book release and about four exclamation points. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It feels it feels good. It feels really good. I yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It feels really good. And hello, uh, Sue Weir. She said, "What thought can I hold to lift when I'm feeling lost, alone, and uninspired and scared?" Oh, that's a good question. Thank you for asking that, Sumir, or Sue Weir. Okay. Okay, Sue. Uh, let's see. Let's pick a good one just for you. <laughs> yeah, your team is funny. They just said, what if you say to yourself, it's not that bad. <laughs> it looks bad, but it's not that bad. And giving yourself a hug. Um, there's some humor in that, by the way, anything to get you to smile and maybe even giggle um, is um, like a path forward for you, a path out of that sense of, of aloneness and a sense of darkness. 
Yeah. And I just want to say, uh, sister to you that I am so sorry that that happens. It just, I, I know what that feels like. I have my own versions of just like, I'm like, what's the point? You know, what are we doing? It's hopeless. You know, I have my own versions of that. Mine aren't full on depression. Um, mine aren't full on panic attacks and things like that. But I, I, aloneness is something I know feeling alone. Um, and it, it's so normal for a group like us to feel alone. We're so unusual <laughs> compared to the way most humans are experiencing themselves. That alone can make one feel lonely. You'd think, I would have thought, I think, that by being this level of light that we wouldn't feel alone, but in some cases it makes us feel more lonely. Isn't that a, isn't that a strange paradox? Yeah, it depends on how you define alone though. Are you alone in your humanness as your one relative to your fellow humans? Probably, right? In many ways. Yes, I, I have a friend, I can't remember. I have a friend, I can't remember her name. That doesn't, that sounds weird, right? I have a woman I know on Facebook and I cannot remember her name right now, darn it. But she used to do these, well, I'm sure she probably still does, these beautiful artistic uh, drawings and she would change alone into all one. Not that, I mean, we are all one at the source level and we're all individual ones in our humanness and that can feel lonely. So know that you're not alone in feeling alone. <laughs> and I love you. And I'm so sorry that that, that um, experience is so readily available. And I hope it's less and less. And I hope it's less, um, that darkness is less deep uh, going forward. And you've got this, okay? Yeah, it's funny that your team's, recommend, your team's uh, mantra offered to you is, it's not so bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> But there are times, right, when, um, I mean, even like with my daughters, they're now teenagers, but when they were little and, you know, the, the blood coming out of a skinned knee, just like, ah, you know, I'm falling apart. The stuff inside me is oozing out of me, you know. And then when you say, oh, it's not that bad, you're going to be okay. Let's go get a Band-Aid, right? What is it about the magic of a Band-Aid? It's the power of the belief that the Band-Aid heals all wounds, right? And at four, five, six, even as adults, it's like, okay, it's all better, right? So there is something powerful that can happen when we say, oh, come on, it's, and you look at the skin's knee, it's not that bad, it's okay, you're going to be okay, right? We can say that to ourselves, yeah. And sometimes we need to hear it, yeah, very true, okay. Okay. Hello, Jean. She's saying lots of love to you and all. Oh, Jean. I was just thinking about you yesterday, sister. I love you so much. I'd <laughs> love to talk soon. Okay, uh, Kim is saying congrats on the book. It's always refreshing to find someone who's not trying to transcend their humanness. Amen. Yeah. But are we? I mean, we're definitely, I believe, redefining our humanity. And are we transcending the conventional version of humanity? We are. Um, but trying to get out of our human body suit in order to be our light. No, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of that <laughs> at all. Okay. Oh, and Gina's also thanks, sing, thanks, sing. Oh my God. Let me, bleh. thanks so much, Jill. Uh, have a wonderful trip to France, Jean. I wish you were coming. I wish you were coming. <laughs> I love you. I understand you're a busy woman and you're so welcome. Thank you. Okay. Let's see what else here. Okay, good. Uh, Kim is saying, yes, we are. We are simply moving to a higher consciousness. Well, be inhuman. <laughs> exactly. Oh, very good. Okay, let's see. That might be a wrap for today. I can get this video up and 
posted and I've got some other things going on. So you know about the book, obviously. And then also an announcement last week, I was on Beyond the Ordinary with John Burgos. <sighs> so brother, <laughs> I loved what came through and he agreed again to let me uh, post that uh replay on my site and on my YouTube channel. So it's available there. I don't do a video of that. He and I are in the same place and he uses, um, a telesummit, uh, like a teleconference system. And anyway, it's just, we haven't, and maybe it doesn't matter. I would love though, for it to be an actual video as well that we could share. And we just haven't, haven't made that happen yet. So anyway, I make a YouTube video just with still shots, uh, mainly of the Egypt trip <laughs> that he joined me on last uh, February, 2018, another Egypt trip. Yes. <laughs> Coming up January, 2019 to Egypt and Petra. <sighs> I can't wait. And I have, um, some registrations and I need eight registrations though. And some of you would think you don't have eight already. I thought you'd have eight in the first day. I don't, <laughs> right. It's a, it's a big decision, right. And it's not a small expense. Um, it's more than worth it in my belief. And, uh, anyway, so I do need eight. So for those of you that are considering it, you can help by actually registering. Cause once we have that eight, we are officially a go, we can book our airfare, which I'm very excited to do and get this, get this show going. So the Egypt trip in January, I'm very excited about going back. Um, we are using a different, uh, local agency this time. And I love how the trip went last time. And there's a lot of interesting energy that can happen when you do a trip like this. And it did happen. <laughs> so um, it's good. Yeah, I can't wait to go back. Can't wait to go back and can't wait to see who goes with me. Uh, what else? Uh, I, you guys sometimes ask me about a recommendation for an energy healer. And I, there are, I mean, a lot of you are amazing healers. And we all have choices, right? I'm, I, I have two that I primarily use. I actually had a session from one of them this morning, Bridget Aldrich. She's awesome. Um, Bridget, her website is, uh, she spells it just by her name, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E-A-L-D-R-I-C-H. And um, yeah, uh, that just feels so good, those sessions. And then I also have regular sessions from Michael Dake, M-I-C-K, or excuse me, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-D-A-K-E. And I, there is another Michael Dake. I think he's an attorney in Chicago or something like that. So if you Google Michael Dake uh, healer, I'm sure he'll come up. Okay, so he's really good. They both do distance, distance sessions. I have a local uh, Thai yoga massage uh, individual, Johnny Shaver, J-O-H-N-I-E, and then Shaver, S-H-A-V-E-R. Um, I don't believe she does distant sessions. I don't know how you could with Thai yoga massage, but she's amazing. And I see her regularly as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I am a big fan of, of taking care of ourselves and getting the support that we need. Um, it just, I, I do look at it like a car wash. And I know I talked about that in the 10 sovereignty keys, a recent class I taught. Um, I like to have a clean car on the inside and out and there's dust and debris that happens in this reality. I don't, I don't blame my car for getting dirty. I just keep her clean. Um, I like her clean. And that's kind of how I look at my human energy field here. Um, I'm on earth. I get dirty, <laughs> you know, um, there's some debris that happens, uh, naturally by being here. And I like to be clean and shiny too. So it allows me to be my best me. And I like that. And it feels good to support myself in that way. Okay. 
<sighs> what else? Um, the special offer that we did through Beyond the Ordinary this time. Last time it was the 10 Sovereignty Keys. I think that one is still available. The private session package ran out quickly. So for this special offer, I added more of the private session package. And I think there's still some, might be some available. Uh, that link is on my website. If you, let's see, what would you do? Jill Renee Feeler, Beyond the Ordinary, Season 17 is one way that you could find it. Yeah, I'm like, was it 17? Yeah, I think it was season 17. Anyway, um, the special offer there is the Outwitting Watiko series. That class is amazing. Um, it's not one of my latest that I've taught, but it is proving timeless in its materials. It is, And the feedback I'm getting from this new group going through it is really, really good. Yeah, really, really good. So it's a really unusual series. And it's funny how sometimes I'm hesitant to recommend it because it is so unusual. Most of us are really focused on amplifying our light. And yet there were so many things that, that I knew and obviously more that I had access to that came through in the series about what gets in the way of being our light here. And the other very real questions about, you know, why do people commit suicide? What literally is going through someone's mind? Or, or what maybe what isn't going through their mind? How is that hose kinked when somebody's saying, okay, enough, I'm, I'm ending this all. Um, that... That's, that's a really kink toes, right? Where someone at their own hands ends their life. By the way, I heard, is that an important, by the way, yeah, it is. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about that right now. The level of disconnection that a human has at the time that they say to themselves, I'm ending my life, I'm doing this, is a depth of what I call unconsciousness, not unconscious, like fainted, passed out, a level of feeling so disconnected from their divine consciousness that they destroy the creation of the ultimate creator. And it just breaks my heart. Because clearly at that moment, they're not, they're not knowing themselves as loved. They're not knowing themselves as special. They're knowing themselves as nothing, nothing worth living. And I just, uh, it's one of the many reasons I do the work I do. because it doesn't have to be that way. I, if I had a magic wand, <laughs> that would be one of the many things that, that I would do is some way to let, you know, Angel Gabriel, um, Saint Gabriel or someone <laughs> kind of pop in in that moment, but they're so blocked at that time. Their hose is so kinked, there is no water flowing through. And what is there? What is speaking to someone in their own thoughts? 
when that hose is kinked. It's what I call Watiko. It's fudged up, totally, fully distorted nonsense. And it does not have your best interest in mind. It also doesn't have other people's best interest in mind, right? It's a, it's totally screwed up. <sighs> so it was my team and my intention, and it's so beautiful that it's happening this way, that by actually exploring further and helping us better understand what is that if you will, deprivation of divine consciousness, what is that? What is that voice? If it's not the voice of divine consciousness, then was it, what is it the, vo- the voice of? And we, I think there's eight recordings on that. And some, it isn't, I, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. But what I found and what many others have found is that it's very eye-opening to say the least. It's very heart-expanding in ways that that will probably surprise you if you haven't done it. For those of you that have done it, you're probably like, oh yeah, it was. It makes us more aware of our light here and what what is in the way of our light here and what a, an unnervingly powerful force that is. And to kind of get the playbook on that and what's behind it, what's underneath it, what it's all about, how it behaves, how it acts how to address it when you when you feel it within yourself, not suicidal thoughts. I mean, yes, it would work there too, but there's a whole lot of just ridiculous thoughts <laughs> that, that come into our field at times. And, and our higher self knows it's nonsense and our higher self would love for us to know it's nonsense. And that's partly why we did the Outwitting with Tico series to be more aware of the distinction between the nonsense and the full sense, the divine sense, right? So it empowers you more fully to be sustainable and strong and clear and amazing in the light that you are with better awareness, more savviness, um, street smarts about what light is on earth and what is at odds with light on earth. Okay. It's not Satan, by the way. Mm, We talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Alrighty. So I guess that's it for now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love you guys. Okay. Oh, thank you, Sherry. See, she's saying Outwitting Watiko is very good. Can't imagine anyone here not liking it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they can check it out for themselves on the website. You can just look up Outwitting Watiko. Watiko is spelled W-E-T-I-K-O, Joe Renee Feeler. Okay. And my name is spelled J-I-L-L-R-E-N-E-E-F as in Frank, E-E-L-E-R, dot com. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. I love you guys. Thank you so much. It was an honor being here with you. I plan to be here next week. Um, and let's see, after that, I think I'll be on the France trip already. Let me just look and see here. No, no, I don't leave until the 20, I fly out the 27th. So I plan to be here on the 25th too. Okay. Uh, and then when I'm gone, you can do the archives, right? There's a lot there. You probably haven't gone through all of them. And for those of you that are new, I would start with the newest and work backwards if you want to, or just pull one out of a hat on my channel and see what you like. Okay. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing, all those things help the, the strange internet algorithms, um, to make something like this more available. I would love for the whole planet really to have access to truths like this so that they can unkink their hose 
and let more of their soulfulness into their own life. I would love it for them, and I would love it for all of us, because we all share space on this beautiful ball spinning in the cosmos. Okay? All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. And being your light, oh, if you feel led to go order it today, I would be, yeah, very excited. And if you feel, if you love it, and you, if you buy it, and if you love it, and if you feel led to leave a review, um, that would be great. I didn't hustle reviews um, on their on their earlier books. I did notice there are some reviews uh, for them, and thank you for those good reviews there. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks everybody. Thanks, guys. I love you. Bye-bye for now.